0: in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen you're very welcome to the brendan option coming to you courtesy of amicalata productions i'm father brendan kilcoyne if you like the work we do perhaps you might care to remember us uh, in your prayers hit the subscribe button which is hugely important if you can afford to throw us a few quid there's patreon or paypal and keep the comments coming in the comments box so, uh, it might be a good idea if occasionally we were to talk about or even around this enormous issue of the Holy Spirit and the Church. This is an issue, I think, um, that needs to come up again and again uh, in any talks about Catholic spirituality or theology. Uh, You may think that's obvious. I I beg to differ. I don't know if we give any close consideration, for the most part, to the action of the Holy Spirit and the Church. I don't know how much we actually do that. Some people do. Now, when we hear of the Holy Spirit, or life in the Spirit, and all the rest of it, or the Holy Ghost, as he used to be called, we tend to think of the Charismatic Renewal Movement, which which is an amazing which is an amazing movement, not an organisation, but more a movement, and which hit, hit Ireland, I would say, in a big way in the 70s. Uh, I was a schoolboy in the 70s, and I remember, you know, some of the adults. I remember I, my own mother going occasionally to meetings and it was the thing at the time now some of the results of that were questionable Uh, I know that some communities ended up leaving the church this was in the 70s remember which is interesting in Mayo Hmm. you didn't expect that you didn't expect Mayo to be that cosmopolitan did you But on the whole, the charismatic renewal, uh, it bore tremendous fruit in the church. I thought it was one of the most beautiful things I heard was where a priest who was recently, just about two years ago, celebrating his golden anniversary, golden anniversary of his ordination, very fine guy, a scripture scholar. But in the course of his sermon, celebrating 50 years of priesthood, he said, uh, I want to pay tribute to the influence of the charismatic renewal in my life. Which helped me to discover our Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. And I thought it was one of the most powerful things I'd heard a priest say in years. I really did. He was taken aback when I said it to him afterwards. Maybe he thought it was obvious as well, but it's not obvious. It's not obvious. The Spirit is crucial. The Spirit is the Counselor that Jesus left behind, the third person of the Trinity, proceeding from the Father and the Son. Hmm? Now, how would this look in our lives if we were living in the Spirit, how would it look? Well. I would say that if we're living in the Spirit, if, the, if we're allowing the Holy Spirit to have power and free range in our lives, we would already be living as if we were in heaven. We would be living as citizens of heaven. We would be ever more obviously foreigners because our passport would say heaven. So how would that look? Are we all supposed to be like Ned Flanders? You know, sort of pious and not bad people or anything, but just not convincing. No. I was going up north lately uh, to uh, attend the meeting of a Catholic organisation I'm involved in. I was going up to Belfast. And I noticed the magnificent farmland I passed through on the way. And one of the things I was fascinated by were, was the way in which, as we would call them, the winds, the, 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 the firs, the gorse, hedges, between the beautiful fields on the rolling hills, the hedges were all trimmed. I mean, these were miles of hedges. And they were all trimmed, impeccably trimmed. And when I commented on it, Uh, to one of my northern friends he died laughing and he said ah those protestant farmers he said they're they're so picky he said you know but i was deeply impressed at the love and pride with which those fields were kept i mean it was a lesson to me because i'm a i'm a sloppy devil you know all right, you can say, well, that was done with the hedge trimmers from a, from a tractor. Bloody hell, some poor devil spent a long time on the tractor. That's all I'll say to you. I'm glad he had a tractor. He'd never have come down off those hedges. I think, I no, don't laugh, honestly, don't laugh. I think that's one of the ways that you can see the Holy Spirit in somebody's life. It is the love of beauty, it's a yearning for perfection, it's a wholesome, godly pride—not ungodly—which is directed itself, but a pride, a pride in the work, a, a a wish to hand the estate back to God, better again than one found it, and not be the servant with the one talent which was hidden. I can think of many other ways in which we could show that we that we had the spirit because the the spirit gives many gifts and it gives I suppose different gifts to everybody, but it should give us a spring in our step spiritually speaking, a sense that we have somewhere to go because if you have somewhere to go that changes everything, you understand? I mean, you only have to see the effects of homelessness on a person to realise how bound we are as human beings to place and time and shelter and food. Those are absolutely, those are fundamentals. If If you belong nowhere and have nowhere to go, you would have to be quite an extraordinary person for that not to oppress you. To harm you, to hurt you. It, it's, it, it takes a certain level of spirituality to live with that. Sure, foxes of holes and birds are the air of nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. But even the Church has said that only some are called to the full practice of the evangelical councils. To have <coughs> nowhere to lay their head. If you are in the Spirit, if the Spirit is at work in your life, unobstructed, relatively, okay, because we're killed inviting the Spirit in and then we're killed making sure that the Spirit doesn't go into all the rooms. Yeah, or see what's thrown under the bed. No. If the Spirit is in your life, I think it should show in a hunger and thirst for heaven. Does it mean going round with a silly smile on your face all day? No, it doesn't. Somebody who's in the spirit may be quite a grumpy person, but their actions are very beautiful. Yeah? They're builders and makers and doers, and they do beautiful things. They complete the jobs they begin. They keep their word. I mean, personally, I can't even keep the car clean. Okay? But we're not talking about me. Because some of the people I'm thinking of would be astonished if they realised that they were my heroes. Um, Some of these people don't have particularly important jobs in life. But the the Holy Spirit ranges, he ranges at will through the fields, through the halls, through the rooms of their estate. They're the stewards of God. Consider life in the Spirit. Do you have to be slain in the Spirit? Do you have to... You know, do you have to pray like this? Or like this? Or like this? Look, you do what you want. Okay. No, no, don't, don't be upset with me. I'm not mocking you. You do what works for you. Okay, the Mass, be careful, because the Mass mm, mass is different, but outside of the Mass, you do what works for you in prayer. Uh, The Irish monks, the old Irish monks, used to pray like this. They called it a Crest Vigil. Yeah they'd pray like this with their arms open like that and they'd kneel for hours. They used to say was it St Kevin? Uh, they said that the birds came and nested in his on his arms. Yeah. Yeah, cuz he prayed for so long like that. I don't know, it's a nice story. Do what works for you my friend. Let the spirit work within you. But whatever it is it should be beautiful it should it should it should be ordered it should be harmonious. It should, it should stink of heaven. Spirit? No spirit, okay? Take the Holy Spirit, yeah? And then you can have a Trinitarian chaser. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.